Coming up on this edition of the Midco SN Podcast, Jason Andera talks about some of the surprise high school football teams in North Dakota. We see that as a goal for ourselves is to get where they are. You know, not having any seniors to learn from and those things, it's tough to develop that. And we're still in the process. We're a very young program. We're a very young team. Welcome to the Midco Sports Network Podcast. Here's Jay Elson. And welcome inside another edition of the Midco SN Podcast. High school football, the focus today, particularly the surprise teams in the state of North Dakota. That's what we're interested in here. Who's off to a better start than we, as in Jason Andera, myself, any of the other experts, quote-unquote, out there? Uh, You know, everybody comes into seasons, Jason, with expectations surrounding Every high school football team, you put power rankings together each and every week, and uh, and you start in the preseason with who you think, based on the conversations that you have with yeah. coaches and and what you've seen with your own eyes over right. the past couple of years. That's how you formulate these opinions. Well, some of those teams deliver, some of them don't. Some teams you don't mention come out of nowhere to right. have great seasons. Well, we're a third of the way through. That's already the case with a few teams who have either played better even than you expected, and maybe they were in your top five at the beginning of the season, or they came from off the radar, and all of a sudden they're right in the middle of the radar, and we're going to spend some time now talking about that. And we, what I want to do is focus on the top five surprises, the top five head-turning teams in the state of North Dakota, according to you. You know, and Jay, that's what makes high school football fun for me is – you line up there. These kids are working so hard in the off season, especially in the summer, and they're out there to prove, hey, nobody's talking about us. We're doing some special things here, and now you're seeing some of those teams take that three and zero start, that four and zero start, and uh, like you said, some of these teams maybe we're not surprised they're undefeated, but we're surprised how they're doing it. So that's that's the uh, context of today's conversation. And that's kind of where we're going to start with number five. West Fargo is a team that pretty much everybody who follows high school football in the state of North Dakota uh, knew was going to be a pretty good team. They've got some really good individual players, some guys that are already committed to North Dakota State. That tells you something if NDSU yeah. is coming after your team after some of your best players. Yeah, your team is um, about right. And, and so West Fargo, not a surprise necessarily that they're off to a good start, but a team that maybe is even you know showing that they're even stronger than guys like us expected them you, to be. You know what? I did have them number one in my power rankings, and it was based on talking to the coaches in the offseason, and I heard a lot of mentions that they're going to be really good this year. Um but, the, you know, the the writer's poll didn't have them number one at the beginning of the year, and now I think everybody's on board that this is the best team in the state. And one of the surprising things about this team is they had a mystery at quarterback. They didn't know what they were going to get out of Andy Gravdahl, and every single time he's come out to play, he's been nearly mistake-free, and not only a game manager, he's making plays down the field to Joe Pistorius and finding guys in the passing game. It's not just Chase Tyken and that big offensive line with Zach Willis and Brandon Metz. These guys are making plays down the field, and the defense, I'd venture to say this might be the best defense in both of the Dakotas right now. These guys are animals. Habonian, Habonum and Simone is one of the best cornerbacks in the, in the state and maybe the region, and you know, you see his 
hand wrapped up too. He's not even playing with two hands right now. <laughs> and Brandon Metz, every time I see this guy at nose guard, he's getting double, triple teamed, and he's still making plays in the backfield on the defensive side. So they have been not only beating, uh, you know, also Rams, they they took out Bismarck Century on the road and then destroyed Fargo South, and that's what really put them on this list for me. Uh, they've been off to an awfully good start. Certainly look like a true championship contender, if not the true absolute championship favorite so far so uh, good in triple a up in north dakota Uh, another perennial power uh is bismarck high obviously coming off a season that by their standards certainly uh disappointing they lost three games last year but uh the demons are back you know what they did they lost three games and the big one that they lost was to dickinson their third game last year so they weren't off to a 3-0 start last year and uh, they turned that around this year dickinson it's still a good team a very physical team matched up with them they got off to a great start last friday against dickinson and then polished them off late and held on for the win and that was because of what lucas butts did i mean 31 carries they are riding lucas butts and he has been delivering over 200 yards three touchdowns in Friday's performance and he just continues to really set the tone for this team and uh, you know you know that uh, coach Gibson is going to have these guys ready physically up front that has been the case but they've been getting great play also on the defensive side at number three it's uh, one of the nine-man teams and a team that uh, was uh, very good last year and uh, but you know, another one of those teams that lost some really, really talented players, and you just have to—you can't help but wonder, like, how can they possibly follow up what they did a year ago? And here's North Prairie doing exactly that. Yeah, we watched them in the Dakota Bowl last year, and they were off the charts as far as the talent that they had, the seniors that they had. And I thought, man, they're just not going to be able to replicate that. But a great start by the Wildcats this year—a four and zero start—and they've got a tough game this week coming up against TGU. We'll see if they can continue that arc up. And, you know, we could make our upset picks every week. I think at some point we're going to see them take a step back. But so far, uh, excellent start for that team. North Prairie, one of their wins over St. John, another pretty good nine-man team who plays Cavalier this week. Uh, They got them the second week of the season, 36-34. So uh, they are a bit battle-tested already to this point, but certainly a long way to go before they can – uh, lock anything up uh, in terms of uh, playoffs and championship marches and things like that. Just like everybody else, it's uh, it's still very early to start talking about that too seriously at this point. Uh, how about number two? Number two, you got to talk about Kindred. Last year, they they really took a step back. They were a one and three start, but this year beat Richland off the top. Which you know, Richland is a nine man team, and uh, they won fifty five to six. And you, you just had to, you, I took a little double take. Like, maybe maybe this Kindred team is okay, but, you know, it is a nine-man team. Then they did it to Dickinson Trinity, who got off to a great start in their own right, and they beat him 49-27. And then I said, you know what, this Vikings team might be for real. And then last week getting a, another big win against Grafton. Um, I think going forward, this is a team to watch in A this year. Still have Central Cast, and then they have a nice test at Shanley at the end of the month. But if they can get through a couple of those, I mean, they're going to be right in the thick of of the top seed in the playoffs coming up in the AA uh, ranks. So Kindred, definitely a team I did not see in the top five, and now they look like they might be an elite team in this class. 3-0 for them, uh, 3-0 for this next team, and uh, that's an accomplishment uh, unlike any of the, the rest of the teams on this list, and, and there's one very 
apparent reason for that. We're talking about Bismarck Legacy, a, a very young program, and to that to this point, coming into the season, had never won a football game at yeah. the varsity level. Here they are, three and zero. Yeah, last year they played a full varsity schedule with no seniors on the squad. They had a couple close games, but didn't get any wins. So they, you know, were looking just to get a win or two to get on the right track. And lo and behold, we're three games into the season. They haven't lost yet. And uh, I actually caught up with Chris Clements earlier this week and had a conversation with him about just the development of this program and how important it is to have seniors on your football team. From going from a non-varsity team, you know, no wins last year, to a 3-0 and start this year, just tell me how far you've come. Once you get seniors, it's, uh, it's really nice because you, you feel that you're on a level, you know, more of a level playing field with everybody else than just having juniors and sophomores. So, you know, our kids worked extremely hard this offseason. Um, I, I hand it to our se our seniors, uh, you know, give them a lot of credit because they kind of took the bull by the horns and, uh, you know, last year was a learning process for us. But, uh, you know, they they knew where they needed to be and where they had to get to. And, uh, you know, from as far as a standpoint of pre preparation over the summer, they did a, they did a great job. That you can say for sure. Uh, well, you, this has to say something, too, about the quality of players in Bismarck, how many players there are that, you know, every high school in Bismarck seems to be doing well right now. Um, well, I mean, you go with the, the two that have been there the longest, you know, they have established traditions. And, uh, you know, we we see that as a goal for ourselves is to get where they are. And... Uh, you know, not having any seniors to learn from um, and those things, it's tough to develop that. And we're still in the process. We're a very young program. We're a very young team. And that being said, you know, the kids laid out goals and they have their goals that they want to achieve and they, they've been working really hard to get there. You know, I'm, I'm sure you guys were confident coming into the season that you were going to be a better team, but are you, are you a little bit surprised to have won three games in a row? Um, <clears throat> you know, we, we, we approach everything like it's one, it's one game at a time and that's our main focus. So moving into week one, it was nothing but Cheyenne and we'll, we'll, you know, we, we enjoyed that for 24 hours and then it's moving on to the to devil's lake. We enjoyed that for 24 hours and then it was moving on to Williston. Um, as long as we control the things that we can control and that's our attitude and effort and, you know, not get ahead of ourselves and prepara preparation for each game as they come. You know, you want to enjoy your wins, that's great. But, you know, you're moving on to the next week. So we'll take it one, one game at a time. And this week happens to be, a, you know, uh, an opponent, opponent that's 3-0. Three and three and, oh, and um, we're preparing like uh, this, is, this is the only game, and it, you know, which it is for us this week. Yeah, exactly. A tough, a tough opponent. The schedule doesn't get any easier, that's for sure. Uh, going into that game, um, anything specifically that you have to work on, uh, you know, to meet them physically? Um, you know, just we have to we have to match their physicality, and we know it's going to be a physical game. The kids have to prepare for it. That's going to be a physical game. Um, 
gang tackle, you know, finish all the way through the whistle with your blocks, with your execution, um, and, and that's, how, that's how we're approaching it. All right, let's talk about your offense a little bit. Um, Jason Hookstra, that's how you say it, right, Hookstra? Yes. Yeah, yep. he has been he has been impressive. You've not only you know found a couple of receivers. It feels like you've been able to spread the ball out to a lot of guys on offense too. Uh, talk about what he brings to the table. Well, he he's a very smart football player. He understands the game. He's a student of the game. Um, you know, going into week's preparation, he watches a lot of film uh, in preparation for you know if we're going to see a one high, we're going to see a two high, whatever we're going to see defensively. And uh, he, he relishes that, uh, that leadership role. And, uh, you know, he's a very young player also. He's only a junior. And he only played in five games last year. So, really, he's still a sophomore as far as uh, game, uh, game reps. And so he's, he's, you know, doing the little things that he needs to do to prepare himself for, for uh, each Friday or Saturday. All right, defensively now, I mean, you guys stepped up last week and, and really played at a great half especially um, defensively, but w- what else do you guys have to work on defensively? Um, I, I think just maintaining the consistency of where we're at. Uh, I, I like to see us gang tackle a little bit better. Um, our goal going, coming from last year into this year was to simplify the defense and allow our kids to play faster, and I, I think that uh, you know over the course of these first three games, we've done that. Um, this This week, we're going to have to be excellent tacklers because, you know, this Markai is going to throw a couple big backs at us and, and uh, we're going to have to get those guys on the ground and gang tackle well. Talk about kind of developing a culture, too, at a new school. Um, not only the players that you have, but kind of looking forward to, to bringing people into your culture. Um, what's, what's that like, kind of building a culture at a new school? Um, well, it, it's, it's, I think it's special. Um, you know, you kind of you kind of get to where we we've had successes. We've kind of molded or tried to mold these kids into what we think a football program should be. Are we there by no by no means? Um, it's still a process that we're going through. Um, but I think our seniors have done a great job of laying a foundation. When when will it happen? It's going to be every year. That may may not happen for a few years, but it's. It's what these seniors are doing now that's going to affect the years to come. And you may not see it for, you know, a couple more years, but they're laying the foundation, hopefully, that's uh, going to build a, a tradition or a program that's going to, you know, to be proud of. Yeah, well said. Uh, that That's no small task, that's for sure. And so far you've done a great job of, you know, getting this group going on the right track. You you said it, though. Everybody's got different goals. Uh, wins and losses are just a week-by-week thing. But what? how do you frame goals for your football team? Um, we, we take our goals week to week. And every every week is a, is a new goal. And how do we want to improve – offensively how do we want to prove defensively how do we want to prove through our special teams um how we handle adversity as well as how we handle success those things you you know those that's a learning process that our kids are still still taking week to week and it's a week to week process you know hopefully like i said in the future two years down the road it's second nature to these guys right now it's not because we are learning 
Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, anything else about this team that people should know about? Any Anything that doesn't get talked about that, uh, I don't know, that either you're proud of or that people should know about? I, I, I just, I, I, I like the way that our kids have, have worked extremely hard and continue to work hard. You know, you, you worry about, okay, yeah, they won their first varsity game. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we move on from that. Big deal. Okay? It's, it's always about the next one. All right, that again, Chris Clements, head coach of the Bismarck Legacy Sabres, and uh, off to a 3-0 start. Great story, Jason. Are they ready to really contend for something in AAA uh, in North Dakota? They're going to learn a little bit more about that, and we're going to learn a little bit more about them this week when they take on Bismarck. Yeah, you know, Chris Clements said it. You know, great, we're off to a 3-0 start, but we got some really tough games coming up, and and he's right about that. But just to get a win against a Cheyenne team that they had trouble with last year um, to take out Williston with a big second half, they shut him out last week, says something about the direction of this program, but still, I think maybe they're still a year, maybe two years away of being able to compete with some of the elite teams in this class. But uh, feel-good story, certainly, and a great building block uh, down at the foundation of that program moving forward. So certainly something uh, positive happening for them. So Coach Clements obviously doing a great job, and uh, we certainly congratulate them to this point, and and, and we'll see where things go uh, from here. Now, that that completes our top five list of surprise teams in North Dakota. Do you agree with it? If you don't, that's fine. Let us know. Let us know. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter at Andera Midco SN, at Elson Midco SN, or at Midco SN, and let us know who you think should be in our top five list of surprise teams to this point in North Dakota high school football. We'll certainly let you plead your case, and we may argue a little. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just agree with you we like that argue. we had an oversight, and uh, we will uh, let everybody know that uh, we should have included <laughs> your team. But you won't get that chance if you don't let us know uh, what you think. So please uh, come at us on Twitter and let us know uh, how you're feeling. Uh, now let's focus, Jason. Uh, these teams are all surprises. Some of them have big tests this week. Another week of Varsity Sports Live coming up this Friday night, 1030 on Midco Sports Network. Of course, highlights from uh, several games in North Dakota on the schedule for this week. And uh, looking forward to another great show uh, and, and a couple of interesting matchups to mention right off the top. West Fargo, Cheyenne uh, at West Fargo. And obviously the Packers have been rolling, so you almost feel bad for anybody that has to go play them at this point. You, you do, but uh, you know what? This has kind of grown into, obviously it'll be a natural geographical rivalry, but it's starting to feel more like a rivalry because when they step foot on the field together, you feel like they're a little more even. Um, even though West Fargo has been so good this year. Because West Fargo Cheyenne has a lot of guys that can run the ball. Uh, Jesse Shorma has done a great job. Keaton, um, um, I'm blanking on his name, Keaton Mankey, excuse me, is the quarterback for this Cheyenne team, and he likes to spread the ball around. They can they can pass the ball a little bit. They've been a fun team to watch this year and a much improved team over what they did in the opening week against Legacy. So watch out. We're going to see some points on the board in this game, and it'll be a great atmosphere to have two West Fargo teams going at it. Fargo South on the road this week uh, at Grand Forks Red River. The Bruins have uh, are, are licking their wounds a little bit after a couple of beatings the last two weeks. 
weeks. Yeah, you know, this is a team at the beginning of the year. It might be the other way on a surprise team. Uh, I really thought they had stuff going together. We knew they didn't have a lot of stars, but Xander Lukowski has been running the ball well. Jack Pfeiffer really takes care of the ball well. But the defense, again, maybe a little bit of the problem here for the Bruins. They'll get that shored up, and they, they've got a nice test against Grand Forks Red River, who's no... You know, they're no easy game on the road here in the EDC, but it's a game that they feel like they probably should get a win. Great game going on in the uh, WDA this week as Minot heads south to take on Bismarck Century. Mick OSN will be there. That's our game of the week, so check back for uh, local listings for uh, tape-delayed times on that one uh, coming up the week following. But uh, Minot at Century, Jason, and these games are always fun. Minot's a a pretty good team. Century, obviously, we've seen uh, that they've handled themselves quite well uh, to this point as well. So uh, expecting another uh, just a slugfest in Bismarck. You know, Century could easily be on this list, too, as one of the more surprising teams. I, I really felt like they would take a step back back yes they lost a home game to west fargo but other than that they've been near perfect this but year west fargo is west fargo exactly they're they're west fargo so you know other than that it's really been everything that coach ron wingenbach could have expected out of his team out of a junior quarterback and jacob olson who's routinely throwing for over 200 yards uh several different targets they go to i thought they'd be a running team this year jacob olson has been as good or better than anybody could have hoped for this season. So, and then the other side, Minot, same thing. They had to replace Ben Belinsky at quarterback, and Creighton Rudolph has done everything and more than we thought he would uh, could and would do. And they've got a couple tall receivers they can go to. So, I think we're going to see some real fun passing in this one up and down the field at the bowl coming up on Friday night. Also in the WDA, Dickinson coming off that tough loss to Bismarck last week, uh, trying to rebound as they uh, travel to Mandan. You know, and that's probably the team you want to see right now mandan is really struggling finding any continuity at quarterback themselves and we just saw just how important that was to have a guy like jake carlson last year who you didn't have to worry about but this year they just can't get any offense going so dickinson feels like a a team that could uh, really make a statement here in this one against mandan bishop ryan fresh off that big win over beulah uh, on no, the road, that, that was St. Mary's that beat Bueller. Right, but, excuse me. but still undefeated and having a great year yes. this year are the Lions playing in uh, A this year, not in Double A. Good, good recovery there. Is as right? I misspoke. Yeah, Bishop Ryan and Velva Sawyer, and that, that's yeah. a pretty good matchup in its own right. Two ranked teams. Uh, I've I've had them on my radar all season long. Neither team has lost so far, so this will kind of go a long ways. And and uh, teams right around that Minot area playing in Class A will find out which of the two is better. Then we've got uh, a couple of good ones here. Uh, maybe the best matchup of the week, uh, regardless of class, taking place in Park River as the defending state champs host Larimer. Yeah, this is one I, I think there's going to be, you know, again, natural rivalry between these two schools. Uh, Park River hasn't lost since 2014 when they lost to Larimer. Um, and since then have reeled off 23 straight victories and uh, they they haven't been as powerful they've had to eke by a couple games so far this year but uh, their quarterback jackson hankey by the way has made that transition from their lead running back to their quarterback really smoothly this year and he gives them an another uh, aspect of being able to throw the ball or run the ball down their throats that makes it really hard to defend on the other hand you got larimer who has three running backs who can all get the job done royce verculin 
had a monster game last week. He's their workhorse. They got their slasher, Elijah Holter, and then their hammer, as they call him, Monty Hendrickson, who really uh, give you a lot of different looks in the backfield. Between the three of them, they're averaging over nine yards per carry, and their quarterback, Jacob Tupa, can also throw the ball. So I think this team gives you more dimensions on offense than any team in Class A. Uh, the Polar Bears are off to a great start. Looking forward to a great game there, and uh, hopefully that turns out to be what we think it might be. We hope it will be um, good. Speaking of robberies now, Linton HMB at Shallow yeah. Christian. Yeah, Shallow Christian, another team that a lot of the writers didn't have in their poll early on and have really scooted up the rankings. I, I, They are just another team that's really building a program, and year in, year out, doesn't matter who's taking the snaps, who's running the ball. They are doing a great job, and uh, Funan Barker has to be applauded for what he's put together. But Linton HMB, just one loss on the year. I think they're upset-minded, and I thought about this one for my upset of the week because I, th- I know the Lions give that team problems. All right, should be a great week for Varsity Sports Live. Again, Friday night, 1030. Highlights, post-game reactions, Looking forward uh, to regional it, recaps. Uh, Jason Andera, Tom Neiman on the hosting, along with our exceptional Midco SN crew, will be spread out across the Dakotas uh, once again on Friday night, shooting your highlights and uh, bringing you all the action in the one-hour program, Varsity Sports Live, which, again, kicks off 1030 on Friday night at Midco on Midco Sports Network. All right, that's going to do it for us Thanks, for Jay. this time. For Jason Andera, I'm Jay Elson. We'll catch you next time here on the Midco SN Podcast. Thanks for listening to this Midco SN podcast. To listen to any of our past episodes, go to midcosn.com slash podcasts.